Gray Fox. Praise games. waiting huh hello and welcome to gray fox play games the video games podcast for everyone that is still waiting for a nintendo switch pro announcement but doesn't mean we can't have a good time join me on the pod this week i'm joined by mr michael carden edwards aka michaelness our souls man how you doing fern <laughs> i thought you'd forgotten about that name no it's, it's still there i quite appreciate that brother that's nice i'm very good man i'm very good how are you doing nice i'm good i'm, I'm on my work setup at the moment i also heard through the grapevine that some people at work have been listening to this podcast as well so i'm apologizing in advance for anything i say that completely discre- discredits my my credibility but you went and found it so anyway i've got this webcam set up over here and my monitor and setups all here right so what tends to happen is i send it this screen and then i realize where the webcam is and it looks like i'm doing one of those 70s videos of hey <laughs> didn't notice you there so flindis gave us a very soulful look into the microphone <laughs> with his bedroom eyes <laughs> hungry ass anyway from our souls man to our moles man producer moles how are you doing sir i'm good thanks buddy how are you oh yeah it's 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 i've been asked this for a time it's amazing yeah i'm very happy i'm actually i'm not too happy i'm gonna be honest with you for a couple of reasons i've been gypped boys i'm gonna tell you why i've been gypped so i talked about this on the podcast a few weeks back i was on the old playstation sale which was fantastic and i saw a mortal Kombat bundle and i was like Hmm, hello, yes, I like Mortal Kombat bundle. I'll give that a go. And it said Mortal Kombat's DLCs and everything. I was like, okay, so this is the Aftermath DLC. Yeah, oh, awesome. And it's got Rambo. Yeah, yeah, Robocop. Yeah, and loads of other stuff. And um, I was like, all right, awesome. Download it. Cool. So the other night, I was like, you know what? Now it's time to fire it up. I'm also doing that thing of when you see a PS5 game that's coming or an update knowing for the PS5 in preparation for getting said PS5, I'm buying them. So I'm like, I want my library to be there. I'm ready to go, you know, day one sort of stuff. And um, turns out the bundle didn't include mortal kombat 11 now i was in a unique situation because last year mortal kombat 11 was free to play for a weekend so it was downloaded actually on my hard drive because i've got a big hard drive on my playstation not the boast lads it's not about the size is what you do with it aa but turns out couldn't play couldn't play the game so i was there so i just bought this bundle for like 30 quid couldn't play it absolutely gypped are you gonna buy the actual <laughs> game now are you gonna buy because yeah, surely, yeah, yeah. surely the game is only like a tenner yeah, it is, it is, but it's the principle of the thing, God damn it. <laughs> but speaking about chips, and we'll get to this in the news in a moment, but I can't help because Sony have dropped their PlayStation Plus uh, free games uh, for the month. And I got I haven't gone through the whole list because I've added a few on there, but I couldn't help but notice Godfell is the PS5 game. Now, I know as part of the value proposition for PlayStation now, they're going to start giving you PS5 games, but Godfell came out as a launch title for PS5. So, Michael, let me set a scene for you. Ahead, You're, you've you've saved your money for a long time and you managed to somehow get to the front of the queue to get a PlayStation 5 on launch day. And you're like, hmm, I need a game for this. I want to play my games. What games are available? I don't want just a game with a PS5 update. I want next motherfucking gen. I'm going to buy Godfell because that's one of the only actual next gen games available. Isn't and then you're going to spend... Called, isn't, it, isn't it called Godfall? God fell, God fall. I don't know. I didn't buy it. I ain't got a PS5. But anyway, more importantly, <laughs> this new next-gen game there is available. God fall. Sorry, thank you. Um, and you've spent your hard-earned money, £70, 
on launch. And then you find out less than three months later, they're giving it away for free. How would you feel? Um, I'd be pretty bummed out, but this, this kind of goes like, we've been chatting about this in the group, like all the lads, you know, cause we're lads, we chat about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> lads, we're, lads. we're in a position at the moment where like, obviously me and you Flint, we have switches, PlayStation fours. A lot of the other chaps don't, right? Some guys have PS fours. We're the only ones that have a switch. We're all waiting for PS fives. A lot of us have wives and girlfriends and babies and stuff like that. And we're kind of at the point where it's like, well, how do we do this? What do we do? How do we achieve this? Because realistically, even if we all get PS5s, it's like, is it not going to have time to play with each other anyway? It's not like we're early 20s and we can just spend every evening playing Call of Duty. Do you know what I mean? It's not quite like in that in that, in that in that vein anymore of our lives. And we're kind of sitting there thinking, well, I, I've been sitting there thinking, well, you know what? I can wait. I can wait for a PS5. And this is the this is one of my reasons why. Because I think, much like with Moles and his adventure to get a PS5 eventually, he's going to enjoy that sweet library of PS4 titles. We're going to do something similar with PS5. I reckon, now that Gran Turismo has been delayed until 2022, I, I brought that up as one of my games I'm looking forward to uh, the other week. And if that's getting delayed until 2022, I don't need a PlayStation until 2022. That's kind of what I'm thinking now. And it's like, by that point... There's going to be quite a few games, Hello Demon Souls, that are hopefully going to be a bit cheaper. You're going to get some nice sales, and I'm going to get a year's worth of stuff that mm. uh, means I'm not going to have to be shelling out 70 quid a pop for stuff that then may become a cheaper three months down or the line. Free. I should or point free. out that, that I jokingly put my name on this group chat as God fell for sale, and I still got the bloody name wrong. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, that sounds like some newsy stuff, but I'm going to mix up a little bit tonight, boys. I'm um, going to spice it up a little bit. Producer Miles is looking at a bit weird. What do you mean by spicing up? I mean, I'm going to bring the wheel in first, and we might even do another spin a little bit later on. So the wheel is essentially a group of topics we have in a random wheel. It is going to spin out and give us an answer. We have had no time to prepare. Uh, if you've got ideas or suggestions for the wheel, please get in contact with us on Twitter at GreyFoxPlays. But let's start that spinner. Beautiful. Okay, so chaps, remasters of classic Nintendo games you want to see on the Switch. That's quite nice. We we're talking about did the we Switch. Answer this a while ago. Because my 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 answer is the same. Well, we said classic games that are ripe for a remake. We didn't say specifically for the Switch. So okay. classic Nintendo things. Banjo Kazooie. Ah, oh, you did say Banjo Kazooie. Fair enough. Okay, Ocarina well. of Time. Majora's yeah. Mask. Those three. That's all I... He's still got it. Yeah, all enough. I damn well need in my life, okay? And we're at Zelda's 35th bloody anniversary now, right? And I think I'm celebrating it more than Nintendo are. Like, what is going <laughs> on with this? Just give us oh these games. God. And you know what? Like, we're going to get into the Nintendo announcement soon, right? I'm going to swear, so get that bleeper button ready. F***ing Skyward Sword... The worst one, the one with the most <laughs> jank art style I've ever seen. If you if you go onto um, any popular video game forum, you will see comparisons, my friends, comparisons of Skyward Sword for the Switch, okay, this brand new game that, by the way, was released 10 years ago and now is 10, 10 pounds more expensive than it was when it was released back then. How the f*** that works out, I have no idea, right? You can use a dolphin emulator, not that we encourage this, boys and girls. You can use a dolphin emulator to emulate Skyward Sword if you so desire. It looks exactly the fucking same as the Switch version, if not slightly better. 
What is the point? Why am I paying £10 more for a game nobody wants? Right. And all they've done, all they've added is the ability to map motion controls to buttons. Right. So you haven't got to wave your fucking nunchuck around like a moron again. No, Why? There is no point of this. Instead. Yeah. No, I, 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 I sense some tension in this news announcement, Michael. And don't worry, yes. I, I share, I share your concern. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll come to that in, in the news about that Nintendo thing. But, um, in regards to other games in the back catalog, let's expand it a little bit more though. It doesn't have to be the Nintendo back catalog that you want to see on the Switch. Um, I'm going to go with Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Now, anyone who played this, so it was uh, exclusive for the Nintendo GameCube. Hideo Kojima did not make this. He was consulted, but it was basically their attempt at making Metal Gear, uh, you know, like a, like a remaster. It basically combined the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid 2 telling the Shadow Moses story. It's absolutely banging. Um, it's, it, for some reason, the fandom of Metal Gear kind of don't like it. I don't get really why. I think it's just because they kind of retold a couple of bits slightly differently. But in truth be told, I loved it. I thought it was a banger. Um, and I was one of those people that had a GameCube and generally really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'd love to see that on the Switch. I don't get why that hasn't been... I think maybe we're linking to it. I think maybe... Like, you know, we keep hearing like the odd murmur of rumours of folks involved in Metal Gear doing something. Maybe that's that's what it could be and i would hope so i mean we had the we've obviously had the room there's there's heavy rumors at the moment that basically konami are um essentially looking to outsource met the metal gear solid and castlevania franchises right for new titles so mm. basically outsourcing them because the guys that made them especially metal gear solid ain't around no more bro so i mean yeah we'll, we'll see about that one i've never played twin snakes for what it's worth so i, I would be i would enjoy a, a re-release slash remaster slash remake, whatever you want to call it, on the Switch for sure. I just want Twin Snakes again, or not? I just want Shadow Moses Instant again. One of the reasons I am really pissed off at PlayStation now is they've taken off Metal Gear Solid Four: Sons of Patriots for no reason. I can't understand the reason why because I really want to play that again. And the only one reason why I love playing that game is because for a brief moment, there's a brief chapter where you do you go back to Shadow Moses. And you see it in some glorious new technology in terms of it's done in that current gen and I want to go back to that place again. I would absolutely adore seeing that. What other games do you think would like do well on the go on your Switch? Well, for me, I mean, I would have said Streets of Rage, right? now, But yeah. it's already been done. So that's yeah. a big pl- tick in that box. Um, I am still waiting for the Tony Hawk's announcement to come on the Switch because then I'm basically oh, done. You never got, you're never going to see me again. Um, for the for, for the most part, a lot of them have already been done. For me, it's the it's the back catalogue of, um, and it's really boring and it's really you know dull. But it's the Mario and Zelda games that, like for example, Mario sixty four. Yeah, they re-released that as part of the collection, but it, basically they didn't do anything to it. Like, I want that basically remade in Odyssey tech. That's what I want. I want mm. some of these old Zelda, like, like Link's Awakening, for example. I want more of that, or I want. Do you know what I mean? I or even the even the remake they made of Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. That was really good. Just give me that mm. again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that, I want them to celebrate their history properly because at the moment. They don't seem like they want to care. They don't seem like they care about doing that. I get that it's a pandemic. I get the production is difficult, but 
Uh, it's, it's very frustrating when Zelda is one of the most beloved franchises of all time and it feels like they don't care. Now, obviously, look, we've got more. We're only in February, right? We're at the end of February as of this recording. So maybe they could announce more stuff. I mean, I'm hoping that a mid-year announcement would be perhaps fitting, but give me a man. That's all I want. All I need. Mm. Yeah, I mean, one of the things actually it's been quite surprising about, I didn't think I'd enjoy this about the Switch, is there's a lot of games that all of a sudden have been ported over to the Switch. And it's not been like a massive reimagining or a great, like, it's not like a Tony Hawk's-esque remaster, which those are fantastic as well, don't get me wrong. But it's just certain games that you never thought you would enjoy again on the Switch. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Bioshock. Uh, you can get the Bioshock trilogy quite cheap. And I think for like $7 or or £8 a, a go for each one. And I'm not saying the graphics has, is absolutely amazing, but when you condense it down onto a nice little screen, which is where I play 90% of my Switch playing, it looks damn good. I was talking about how I was playing Resident Evil 4 on the Switch um, recently. And I carried on through the action trilogy of 4, 5, and 6. I'm currently halfway through 5. Now, don't get me wrong. 4 is superior in terms of the action Resident Evil games, in my opinion. And it just felt that they're chasing that dragon of trying to find lightning in the bottle, and they'll never find it again for that action experience. Still fantastic on the Switch. And why? Convenience, my friend. It loads very, very quickly. It goes so smoothly, so glidey. And we're having this conversation off mic about PCs and Macs. And one of the things that me and Mike both love about our Macs is that it's goddamn convenience of it goes to sleep and it wakes straight back up. And our anyway, produ- I, I, our producer has just come in with an absolute, ob- an obvious f-ing, um, example here: the Pokemon games. Right? Yeah, why can't they make a good Pokemon game? It's so it's Pokemon Day next week, right? Thank you, Moles, for bringing that to my attention. I didn't know this. Just now, Moles. right? I would suggest out of the three of us, I'm the biggest Pokemaniac here. I would suggest, right? Yeah. Now, I purchased Pokemon Sword. I purchased the DLC for that game. I completed the games. I have my Pokedex is bustling with Pokemon that I do not give a crap about, if I'm honest with you. However, I also played the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevees, right? The art style of those games is far superior than in Pokemon Sword. The graphics are better. Let's be clear about it. I much prefer the art style. It's a completely different engine, it feels like. Um, why? Where Where are they? Like, Because the likes of Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Emerald or whatever, X and Y, Black and White, all these games that are just kind of confined to I need, I need a DS or a, a Game Boy or something like that. I just don't understand these games are not not they're not big games. Just bring them over, man. Like yeah. celebrate your head. Like on the on the when I bought I bought a 3DS several years ago, um, with the intention of playing. Oh, what game was it? It was Soul Silver and Heart Gold. It might have been. I don't remember. Um, but Sorry, we're the, nodding. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, the, here on the podcast on the 3DS store, I hmm. downloaded Pokemon Yellow, and it was literally just a. ROM of the game, but it worked great. And it's little things like that where, like, they've got the Switch Online ecosystem where you can play NES games and SNES games, and they add that basically one game every eight weeks by or eight months by the sounds of it. And it's all games that no one cares about. Like, start adding some re- some good games, some legendary games. If they put mm. red and blue on there with the kind of quality of life hacks that, like, you'd find in Final Fantasy VII, you know, where you can skip the battles speed things up it's a if they added things like that and like being able to save the state and things like that perfect i'll give you my money 
Like there's so many open goals that Nintendo seems to just a mess completely. Um, mm. I would love spe- actually speaking of remasters, obviously Pokemon Snap is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Now, did you guys play Pokemon Snap for the 64? No, I had a friend. So I was the I was the Dreamcast guy, and my next door neighbor was the N64 guy, and I was so goddamn jealous of Pokemon Snap. That looked so much fun. Pokemon Snap is brilliant. So like. And the other one, I suppose, is Pokemon Stadium, that one and two. I would love for them to come to the Switch. Well. Those games are excellent. Um, yeah, like- Pokemon, Pokemon Snap, though, I will say, right? So I didn't play it as a kid, didn't have it because it was like 60 quid. And I was like, well, you know, I ain't affording that, bruv. Um, I'll stick with my No Mercy and my Banjo-Kazooie. Thank you. Um, but Pokemon Snap, I actually played it. I bought a Nintendo 64 off eBay about seven years ago. And I bought Pokemon Snap off eBay for like four quid. And I played through it on an actual N64 on my TV with the actual gamepad, playing that game properly. It was genuine. I mean, I completed it in a day, right? That's just the depth you've got in this game. It was phenomenal. I literally spent like eight hours straight playing that game. It was the most relaxing, wonderful game I've played in forever. And it's coming back, can't we? Beautiful, beautiful. To your point, though, you were touching on a really interesting point about value of, look, we get it. Sometimes you don't need to remaster them. You just just port them. And sometimes it's the sum of all the parts. So why don't you just make a, a chuffing big collection of some classic Game Boy games or some classic NES games and just call it like the vintage collection and charge like 15 quid and you go, oh, my God, there's 70 games here and there might be actually thousands of hours worth here and you can show the heritage there. I think you're right. That's what the online membership was supposed to be and it hasn't necessarily materialized just yet but um but i'm gonna bring producer moles in for a second is there anything you would like to see from your your you know, just say you think oh i'd love to play that classic game on the go i really like command conquer games but they've already been done so something vintage maybe like the strike games you know like desert strike and jungle strike you used to have like <sighs> oh, a oh yes that's why you bring moles to the party don't port them just remake them I remember I had a game on the Xbox 360, which well, I can't remember the name of it exactly, but it was like Apache something. And it was a kind of reminiscent <laughs> of those kind of games. I can't remember. It wasn't. But those sorts of games were awesome. Another classic game, which I could just have a port, um, would be, you know, like the classic Columns games. and like. Oh, my well, God. There was a cartridge on the genera- Genesis where you used to get like six games in one. Yeah. Just give me that for like 99p. That would pass some time on a Switch until oh, you yeah, get gonna, the proper remakes come out. I'm going to humbly suggest, and I know a few folks at Media Molecule who listen to this, do a version of Dreams for the Switch and let people make unlicensed versions of Nintendo games. I know it's never going to happen, but imagine like just this library of Flaming Barrels 4. You jump over them. <laughs> just be great. The, the only other thing that I would like to see in this, because I've been on a nostalgia trip recently with my sister of all people. When we were kids, we played a game. It was, it was an adventure game for the PC called Zork Grand Inquisitor. All right. And it's like a point and click adventure game, right? It, I genuinely, mate, it's one of the most hilarious games I've ever played. Was this the game that, that, that Tom Hanks plays in Big? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, but like, I, I found out recently it got remade again, or like not remade, but it's on Steam. And it got basically, I mean, it was released in like 97 or something ridiculous like that. And they've patched it, so now it works on Windows 10. And 
I gifted it to my sister. I bought, I actually, I made her sign up to Steam so I could gift her this game. And then she messaged me the other day saying, I've completed it. And I was like, this is cool. And one of the other games I was kind of on that nostalgia trip with, Escape from Monkey Island. No. I would love the Monkey Island games to come in a really lovely package to the Switch because they're not exactly like, yeah, it's going to be a bit annoying controlling the cursor and stuff like that. With it, with You've got the, a touchscreen. Um, but you have a touchscreen, exactly. So that Use would be it. perfect. Be lovely. Yeah. And let people mod it. So you've got you've got Snake Plissken escaping from Monkey Island. <laughs> Miles. I've had some I've had another couple couple of ideas. So it would need to be a complete remake from scratch, new engine. Road Rash. Ah, oh, yes. It's basically like Gran Turismo, but not as in-depth as that. So different bikes, get different bikes, all this stuff. Upgrade it, beat up the police, that sort of thing. In a modern setting, you know, you could drive around proper cities. You could imagine doing Road Rash through Monaco when you go through the tunnel. <laughs> awesome. Oh, mate. Well, there you go, sir. Have your money. Go make that game. But what games would you like to see mastered on the Switch? That'll do great on that handheld when you're sitting there trying to avoid people making eye contact on public transport. Get in contact with us on Twitter at GreyFoxPlays. But, boys, we'll come back to the wheel a little bit later on in the pod. Let's talk a bit about news. Let's go straight into it now. We've been talking about this, we've been speculating this, we've been hypothesizing over the last few weeks about what Nintendo are going to do. There's hints of a direct coming. Let's talk about these leaks that are happening on Reddit. Let's talk about how all the analysts from Forbes and every other magazine going have been talking about the future of Nintendo. Even my mum has said, oh, I heard there's a new Nintendo Switch coming out. Anyway, we had a direct uh, last week, and I'm so glad it ended up being rubbish because, quite frankly, I was quite drunk when we were going to supposed to jump on a pod and talk about it. But let's talk about it now. Michael, Cardin Edwards, in a word, describe how you thought that Nintendo Direct went. Uh, <laughs> Is that a good or a bad noise? Um, that's me being impaled on a, a spike of despair. Um, genuinely, that was 50 minutes worth of just nothing for me that I care about. Like, I get that Splatoon... I've played Splatoon 2. Genuinely, one of the best games on the Switch. It is genuinely brilliant. Um, Do you think they were trying to throw shade at Cyberpunk? Uh, how, it looked mm. very cyberpunky. How she got out there at the thing, and then they're like, "Oh, it's going to come like soon." But I don't know. I, I felt like there was some cyberpunk shade, but I'm not a Splatoon. Like, I don't follow the law, so I don't know if it's actually like just part of the story or whatever. I mean, that kind of aesthetic is 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 the Splatoon gimmick, I suppose. But the um, yeah, I'm excited for that because Splatoon is, like, as I said, it's brilliant. It's genuinely, you won't find a better online like I use the word FPS loosely because it's a painting simulator essentially. But um, like, it's genuinely excellent, wonderful. Um, the rest of it, Monster Hunter Rise, we knew that was going to be featured. I'm looking forward to that game. It's going to be quite fun. I've played the demo. It runs and looks beautiful and plays really well. The rest of it, I'm good, bruv. What a I've waste got, of time. I mean, I, I have some notes. and I was scribbling this down while I was a little bit tipsy and, uh, and watching this. Uh, it was a work cocktail thing. And um, my first note was, Hades, we all own that, but good news, you can buy it again in physical form. That was literally like the trailer, wasn't it, for, <laughs> for Hades. Um, next bit was, hey, it's going to be Zelda. We've got the Zelda guy. It's the birthday. It's literally the grandfather of Zelda in front of us. Hi, guys. I'm sorry. I know you want Breath of the Wild too, but don't worry. You remember the, the shit version of the game that inspired us to make the good version of the game? We're going to remaster that. Actually, it's not a remaster. It's going to be a port. 
And it's going to be pretty boring. Here's a trailer of it. Anyway, and speak it's going to be $10 more expensive than it was when it first was released 10 years ago. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks for that. Dude, that was like, I know there's a lot of people that would be like, oh, <laughs> those Nintendo guys, hey, they, oh, uh, no, open, open up with that before you make people see it through 50 minutes of nonsense, right? Now, you could have done it in a tweet. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like we can't, we can't show you Breath of the Wild 2 because like the pandemic, you know, people will understand. Don't yeah. keep us waiting for 50 minutes, making us sit through a load of dirge for nothing. Like, and the, the, um, obviously Smash, right? Smash is a huge IP for Nintendo. I really enjoy playing Smash. It's one of those games where as long as I'm not playing against some random JRPG person that I've never heard of, because there's a lot of them in the, on that game. It's really cool. You know, Oh look, it's Sonic versus snake. Brilliant. It's genuinely really fun. Do you know what isn't fun? What? Xenoblade. <laughs> right. That game. I, mean, I know sucks. Like loads of them. I know, I know like loads of sequels to them. Well, there was Xenoblade. Uh, I want to say Xenoblade Chronicles, which was the number one, which, which I think was the first one that was released on the. Oh, I think gem, the 3DS. It? I want to say um, yeah. very highly rated. They ported that out to the to the Switch. Apparently, it's really good. I will never buy it, no matter how good people say it is. Because no, you when can't the Switch keep, keep it on sale, I ain't buying it. <laughs> is it when the first one, when the Switch kind of first came out, one of the basically the first big JRPG that was released for it was Xenoblade Two, right? Yeah. Genuinely, the worst game I've ever played in my entire life. All right, I bought that game, and it was one of those good things. I'm like, do I buy it? I watched a load of people play it, and I wasn't sure. But then I was like, I really fancy something like that. Because uh, Dragon Quest wasn't available at the time, basically. Yeah. And I bought it, and I basically might as well taken my money out of my pocket and set fire to it. Because the... <laughs> Let's just get the first thing out of the way. The designs of the characters are absolutely the worst designs I've ever come across in 30 years of playing video games, okay? J- awful, awful designs of characters, right? Just the, the dirt worst. Then you've got the voices, right? Now, Flint... When you play a JRPG, I'll ask Moles as well. When you play a JRPG, right, a game that was mm-hmm. made in Japan and then released in the UK, what mm-hmm. voices do you use, the English or the Japanese? I tend to use the English, um, and but I'm usually like blown away by the voice acting quality because they know they need to really bring the A game to it. Is that the case with this? Moles, what, what, what do you usually do? You know, if you buy it, locally it's nationalized isn't it so you buy the european one and it's probably going to have the english is number one and then all the other european languages after it right fine right fine the english dub of this game is the most jaw clenchingly <laughs> irritating <laughs> dub of anything there has ever been the main character is the most annoying sounding entity in video game history and really? you know when you, you know when like uh, someone does a special move like like street fighter perfect example show where you can hadouken they say what they're doing as they're doing it right yeah can you ever get bored of hearing show where you can no no because it sounds dope right i want, I want it's my doorbell it, it, precisely right i would happily have that as my message alert tone and my phone at full blast the rest of my life okay this guy Right, and all of them, whenever they do a freaking move, they shout the name of what they're doing in the most obnoxious way. It felt like someone was boring into my skull. I hate this game, and they made me sit through 10 minutes of these f-ing characters being added to a franchise that I like. 
I know, oh, and, and this is the thing, right? And this is another thing about the quality of the things in the announcement. So I personally think that stuff like DLC for a game, unless it's a massive story DLC, it should not be in like a showcase for a platform, right? So what did we get? We got, oh, by the way, a franchise, which although is kind of beloved, we're kind of licking the barrel now for characters for Smash by the sounds of it. We're going to talk for ages about some little DLCs we're going to add to Animal Crossing. And we're going to talk about a physical version of a game that you already bought from last year. Like, there was, where's the innovation? Where's the things that are going to bring us forward in 2021? Now, the answer might be, to Mikey's point, pandemic, not big studios, sorry. Then don't do this. Do a PlayStation done. Do a post on your blog saying what's important and things are coming. Then everyone else can make the narrative around it, and then you become world news. But we were all expecting something more. They knew we were expecting something more. We've got articles from publications that don't cover video games talking about the Nintendo Switch Pro. So give some answers to the world, because the world's listening right now. And to Mikey's point, as we mentioned in the feature at the start, the spinning of the, the wheel, there's a bunch of open goals you've got right now, son. Either put it in the onion bag or leave the stadium. Because people were getting bored, I felt a bit deep there. I didn't mean to go that deep, but yeah, my point it's is true. It's, it's true. And if right? you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, like, you, the poor guy that makes Smash, right, is like the hardest working guy in the history of the world. His name escapes me off the top of my head, right? You say like, I don't mind them announcing Smash characters this thing because it is bit general big news because it's one of those things where you've got characters. Yeah, but across- it's it's a lovely appetizer to a big announcement. Sure. However. Why are you putting Xenoblade characters in when you could get Crash Bandicoot or the guy, or Doom Guy or Dante from Devil May Cry or Rayman, someone with actual pedigree in video game history, not two annoying jobbers that irritate the crap out of anyone who, who happens to play as them? Yeah, I'm done. No more anger for me. I'm going to be Produce happy some moles. Produce some moles. Bring some zen, some calmness it's, to us. Yeah, it's not likely to get a lot of sales, is it? Um, maybe not outside of the Japanese market by the sounds of it, considering well, Mikey's uh, very strong views on this. But the the direct as a whole was just poor, wasn't it? It was I'm that Simpsons gif of Krusty the Clown going, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you, like, I've mentioned it because we were chatting at the time, and I was like, the Sony guys that put their announcement in their showcase together were probably laughing at Nintendo. It's like, well, you Nintendo series. I know you're all gimmicky and you've got your nice cool little effects and your noises and your Nintendo-esque-ness about it. But really, you did. It's still Mario's Indie game. anniversary. Indie... <laughs> what are they done no. for that? They, they bundled oh, Wait a minute, we got Mario Golf. Let's let's give it some props. Let's, yeah, we did get, get Mario we'll, Golf we'll again. It was but an appetizer. It, it should it was... as part of a great main course. The main course went there. No, there was no main course. It was just a bunch of appetizers, wasn't it? It was indie game, indie game, indie game, port. Port of some random games nobody's going to really play. Indie game, indie game. Oh, here's something. Mario Golf. Yep. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Indie game, indie game. Another report. Oh, here we go again. What we got? Oh, we've got... um Zelda guy. We've got Zelda guy. It's the coming, news it's is... Coming, it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> the news is... I'm sorry, there is no news. But what we do have for you is a port of a game. Seriously, Nintendo sort it out. But what they oh, no. shouldn't they should not have said, yo, this is a fifty minute like thing. Like yeah. there was not enough content there to fill fifty minutes. Like I know I sound like scorched earth, you know, like, oh I deserve everything amazing. Like like look 
we should be thankful they're making games at all during the pandemic, right? They're still, and Nintendo give me more fun memories than pretty much any other company in the world, right? Than However, any girlfriend ever did. <laughs> However, it's just, thanks for that, Flint. Um, <laughs> it's just, I came away from it and like the overall consensus I read, everything online, my own thoughts, your, you guys thought, it's just like, that was disappointing. Like I put a tweet out and I just, I, everyone just agreed with it. Just like, that wasn't worth my time at you know, that time of night, like 50 minutes. Or whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? It was 11 o'clock where I'm at. It finished yeah. nearly midnight. I was like, oh, that was fun. Like, And it's just, as Mo said, it was just remake, port, port, remake, port. Random Japanese game that no one's ever heard of, that only mm. real. Like, great. It might be really good for some people, like for enthusiasts of that particular, you know, Franchise or, yeah, genre era, of yeah. mysteries and stuff like that. But I'm like, Really? You did you need direct for this? This isn't something you could just announce as being released on the eShop soon. Like, did you need a fifty minute direct for these games? Yeah. I don't and think to, they did. To your point, the I will let's let's talk about the one probable positive, if you can call it that. Um I thought Mario Golf looked like fun. It looked like they managed they made golf Mario Golf look fun. It felt like that mario kart free for all just have a bit of a bash now if that was part of an amazing showcase of a bunch of future games in the mario franchise and a zelda breath of the wild 2 announcement we would have been really up on that i think but given the window dressing of the rest of the showcase it's it's hard to i'm trying to look at the that announcement in isolation it looked like fun but again if you're not saying mario odyssey 2 straight after that then people are going what where the hell is this going you know yeah, and like I said, I don't want to come across as entitled gamers, but it's just like, <sighs> came away from it deflated, you know? And like, Bill, and this is the thing, Nintendo may rock up in a few months' time with another Direct and smash out of the park with more information about stuff they're doing, the stuff that people want to hear about, you know? Mm. Um, they may do that, they may not. The problem is, is that when there's no news, Nintendo didn't do one of these Directs all last year. When there's no big news, the next time That's you right. go to release it, you People expect big news. And when you saw, when we read through that leak the other week of, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5 and all this ridiculous things, all these promises that realistically, you know, you would, you would think that 80, 90% aren't going to happen. Well, not even 10% happened, you know? Yeah. So all I'm saying is like, I enjoy these directs a great deal, but the next one needs to be a bit better you've got to pull out your big dick and swing at the next one uh and that leads us quite nicely into the next bit of news really in terms of i think sony have kind of learned from when to do the big swing for defenses moments and when they don't they have their own platform they've got a blog use that to announce some news and they've done that yesterday they talked about where they're going with vr now me and moles were talking a little bit about this on the resident evil showcase um about how hmm, what's happened with vr no one's really talking about it anymore because resident evil 7 was such a big thing how does a massive success on psvr they weren't talking about it that much for resident evil 8 turns out there are plans in the works they're going big there's going to be another iteration of the playstation vr they haven't mentioned much about backwards compatibility but they have said, you know, we are investing big on this. We are going to have exclusive titles. We are going to finally update the console um, controllers. It was the joy pads or well, fun joy pads, whatever they're called. They're going to actually update them. So you've got a lot more range of motion and stuff like that. So this is good. Now, VR, to be fair, has not had the same trajectory as most new console launch innovations do, but they are persisting with it. What's our thoughts on this, boys? Um, Mark, look, my thoughts on VR are... Until we are at a point when 
someone other than the five richest kings of Europe can afford it, I get interested. I'm not mm. interested. Like the the, the, the game, game the game changing game was Half Life, Alex. Um, but you needed a ridiculous route to play that. And people that have played it and reviewed it said it's literally one of the best things they've ever experienced in their lives. But for me, I'm never going to be able to experience that. So until, unless they get that level of VR game into PlayStation or what have you, um, then I'm not really interested. And again, like my, I will have, I will say like my level of enthusiasm for VR isn't very high anyway. The last thing I want to do when I'm going down to play a video game is stand up and move around, if I'm honest with you. It's like the anti-convenience, the, isn't it? The extent that I will do that is Ring Fit Adventure, which is obviously for the Switch, which is supposedly what well, apparently is incredible, right? That's the only thing I want to buy where I'm doing something. I don't mm. want to have to put on a giant helmet. I don't want to have to sit there and bash into things. Like, does it, It's not my cup of tea. And it, the only way that I'll be persuaded is if there's something other than, you know, oh, play Skyrim in VR, which you can do. Like, it's like, uh, I want some, I want Half-Life Alex was the blue point blueprint for me. Like if games can be like that, that I've seen anyway, like that's game changing. That's genuine next level immersive VR. Um, mm. if, if it ain't that, and it's, or it's not really convenient for me, I'm not really going to be bothered if I'm honest with you. I feel like it's kind of, so like I'm, I'm a little bit more up on VR than yourself, Mikey, but I completely concur that there's just not the library out there to warrant spending nearly two thirds of a new console cost for a peripheral. And I liken this to the, I can't remember what they were called, the boxes you used to get for your PlayStation and your Xbox, which captures your motion when you stood in front of it for dancing and all that sort of stuff. Connect. The connects. There we go. And that, that was a revolutionary bit of kit for what it's worth. Um, in fact, it's still used the same technology in that in the medical theatres now, um, because it turned out that this really low, really high tech camera, which was not particularly good for games and wasn't really picked up too much, was fantastic for a sterile environment. So you could actually use it to manipulate documents and move stuff. It's it's incredible how that technology has evolved on, but it never really landed in video games. It had its peak, like it had a moment where every game would have a connect variant to it and i was afraid vr was definitely going down that path it seems that sony are rolling the dice again in the same announcement they also said that they are starting to release some of their playstation exclusive titles on pc and the excuse not excuse the reasoning behind this is that in the past the production costs were quite hard to manipulate and move these code bases from playstation compatible code i.e playstation 3 into something that's translatable for a pc now i'm not a developer so i don't want to i don't want to say that's true or not true it's probably a case of the appetite is now there now but is this actually that big of announcement because playstation now has been available on pc for nearly a year which meant that by virtue of using PlayStation Now, you could get your Days Gone's and games like that for it already. But do you think this is a big thing? Do you think this is Sony starting to let up with their IP? Um, I'm pleased that it's happening, if I'm honest with you. Um, the, the thing that I would be wary of is how well these games are optimized, if I'm honest with you. That, that would be the, the thing for me. Because I remember when Batman Arkham, Arkham Knight was released on PC, it was a dumpster fire. It was absolutely atrocious. Obviously, it wasn't the PS4 exclusive game. But the PlayStation, like for me, there's there's two, there's, there's a couple of different ecosystems, right? You've got your Switch, you've got your PS4, and then you've got Microsoft, which is obviously 
can my Windows and Xbox, right? Yeah. I feel like this is their way of getting into that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm all for it. There's no, no issues from me at all, to be honest with you. I think it's a, a, a good move. Yeah, Mr. Moles, you had your, your hand up, Mr. Producer. What's your, your thoughts on the subject? Yeah, let's not forget that modern consoles are basically PCs, PCs now. Yeah, the, the architecture is basically PCs. You know, it's close as damn it. So if you've got a, you know a game engine that is uh, common across consoles and to the PC, then why not bring them to PC? So Sony probably think, well, we're going to you know take our games our first party games from sony which is essentially a pc from their playstation port it to pc yes there's optimization issues but really if you know these games are developed on pcs right yeah do you think we could do you think we could port the pc version of cyberpunk onto playstation and it might be playable you mentioned, Flint, that obviously the PS3 was difficult to develop for. That was the cell processor, if I remember correctly. And mm. it was an absolute nightmare. And the only people that really made games that were good for it were Sony themselves. As Mole said, they all kind of use the same shit now. You know? It's Why not? not? It's not hard to yeah. do. And like, if you can recruit, if you can get some extra sales by putting it on the PC, go ahead. Do you think this will open up more of a cross-gen uh ecosystem so for example can i play the multiplayer version of a playstation exclusive on pc against playstation folks um cross-platform. tricky one i mean you obviously you get cross i mean me and my former housemate are playing call of duty against xbox people and pc people for quite some time um and you know things like fortnite and all that kind of stuff cross play there as well so yeah maybe i i wouldn't i don't see why not i think that ecosystem is becoming more and more blurred as we go along anyway so yeah I don't see why not. Fair enough. Well, moving on. Uh, I don't really want to spend too much time on this, but it's in the news and it's probably worth mentioning. Uh, CD Projekt Red have had to delay their update for Cyberpunk uh, as part of their patch roadmap to try and fix the dumpster fire. The reason why is because they've had a data breach. In that data breach, lots of customer data has been acquired as well as the original code base for some of their original games as well as some other key pieces of board information as well. Um, It's just like a... I think I'm just acknowledging that it's pretty much going from bad to worse for them, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think there's too much we really need to say about this, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, basically, if you're a hacker, don't do it. But, you know, CD Projekt Red, sorry, guys. Maybe, you know, it sucks to be you at the moment. Hopefully, we'll get that patch, though, and maybe we can see that game that supposedly is incredible on PC, but see being incredible on the current-gen consoles as well. Speaking of fit games that are awesome and hopefully will be even more awesome on the current-gen consoles, let's talk about the Diablo 2 remake trailer. Yeah. yeah oh my god did am i the only one who as soon as you saw it and it done that i love it i love it uh, that very kevin keegan-esque there about how you see how it was how it looks now and we're gonna do the swish swish the only thing i was missing was just a metalist yeah. i wanted to hear some metal in the background while they were doing it yeah but mikey I'm... i know you love this game rap to me brother what is it yeah it's dope basically it's the only thing i have to say it's something that like i mean i've been I've been playing Diablo 2 for years, um, trying to get it to work on PCs, like current PCs, downloading mods and stuff like that to try and, you know, all these different things. It's cool that it's work. It's kind of coming, you know, they're remaking it for modern. It's coming to the Switch as well, man. 
Like, come on, that's what we need. The art style is not the Diablo 3 cartoony art style. It's a lot more realistic, looks a bit more visceral, if that really does, if that fits as a word. Uh, they've made lots of quality of life improvements as well in terms of like comparing gear and things like that. It's going to be great. Going to be absolutely great. I cannot wait. The only... The only thing that I am really curious about is the end game because Diablo 3 has a phenomenal end game. Basically, the story mode campaign is basically the the appetizer and then the end game is where the game starts, you know. Um, and the post-launch, well, I mean, what season are we on now for Diablo 3? Hang on a second. Diablo 3, well, I think we're on season 20. I say we're on season 22. God, dude, 20, that's insane. We're in season 22 of Diablo uh, 3. I think the new season is going to be around uh, maybe hopefully about a month's time, season 23. And our, every new season, every new season, I re-download it for my Switch, make a new character and run through the season and get all the stuff every single time without fail because That's it's commitment. addictive. And the, like, and on the Switch as well, like I've got it for the PS4, own it for the PC, own it for the Switch. I prefer playing on the Switch out of all of them because it's mm-hmm. optimized. It's what it's basically. I think it's the it's convenience. It's the convenience of its Nintendo, loading and everything. Yeah, and outside of Nintendo games, I reckon it's the most optimized game on the Switch. It runs like an absolute buttery pancake. Ah, beautiful. Now with Diablo Two, if you got a chance, listen to Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, the audio book which is based on a book, believe it or not, as well. You can read it. But I obviously, I'm a listening guy. I prefer it on Audible. And there's a whole chapter on the the, the creation of Diablo 2, how it did not meet its expectations, how they completely screwed the pooch at release, and how they managed to get it back to snuff in terms of uh, getting it to the place it needs to be. And what a place that it's got to, the fact that I don't know how many years later it is, we've got this glorious remake that is coming through as well. While we're talking about the new vibes of games and, and great announcements i'm wearing i'm wearing my my shirt my video game shirt of this week is a is a stark industry shirt to represent the avengers news we had this week boy i told you it's part of my predictions it's coming back baby it's going to be good and what do we get we got a war table which is basically their equivalent of a direct each couple of months or so they've been quiet been quiet for a little while and we had a direct in that direct there was a few things that were announced one is the dlc that's coming with hawkeye in future imperfect it looks kind of cool i've got to give it that and also when it's going to get the next producer miles is just looking at me just saying it's wank mate it's just going it's wank it ain't, it ain't coming back it is this is the first step of redemption uh, hawkeye is not the step for redemption for any ip quite frankly that like you can't <laughs> you can't bring something back from the jaws of death with hawkeye Come on. But it's, it, they've got They're like basically they've got out. evil Hulk in it. It's got evil Hulk as well. It's got that's just, it's it's the first step of many. Okay, all right. They're not going to blow their load and give you Spider Man, or they probably should blow their load and give a Spider Man because let's face it, they need it. But look, it's gonna um, it's still going to come good. Anyway, we saw the DLC for it. It looks quite good. I'm going to say that. Yes, I'm a little bit biased. And also, the next gen update, more important, is going to be on March 18th. And that next gen update, although none of us have got a PS5, it does look glorious on ps5 with improved loading times which is definitely something the game can benefit from but okay i get i can read the room you know you're not as up on avengers as i am but i know a game we are all up on is tony hawk's pro skater one and two the remaster that we got last year guess what chaps that beautiful buttery smooth remake is getting a next gen update 
glorious. Yes, I can. I can actually see a date anywhere though. But I'm assuming we're talking like soon because they're announcing it, and I I assume that we're we're talking this half of the year. But um, again, that is a reason to get a PS5 if you can get that in 4K and instant load. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I, I game of the year, boys. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Can't yes. Wait. I I mean the game's perfect. You don't need to do anything more to it. But if you're there, and if you're under the hood, and if you're tinkering just a little bit, because let's face it, there are some things you can still add to it. Stick Spider-Man in it. Come on, you've got the IP. You know you can do it. He's part of the original games anyway. You've got pedigree of doing this. And also, way there, keep adding to that soundtrack, because I'm kind of buzzed through the Spotify playlist now. Give me a few more tracks, bruv. Either way. Bruv, add in, so you've, it's Tony Hawk's 1 and 2, right? Yeah. Make, make it Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3. Yes. Oh my God. Which is, you know, to be fair, Tony, I can't, I don't know where the, the jump the shark moment is. It's probably Tony Hawk's underground. I think that's yeah, probably that, that where, for like, me the, is where it started getting a bit all over the place. It's an open world. You can get off your skateboard and run around. I don't want to do that. How yeah, can I, I play horse like this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So maybe, maybe, you know, stick a little bit more, but you know what, if, if it's just exactly the same, just in 4k and instant load, then I'll gladly play that again. And what games would you like to see remastered and gladly play again? Now I can stick a little feature in there, get in contact with us on Twitter at gray Fox plays, but chaps, we've got a little bit of time left. So moles, you know, yeah, I want to hear you say it moles. What's it time for again? It's time for the wheel. There we go. Right. I've already explained what the wheel is, so I'm not going to go through that again, but let's spin that sucker. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. It's not always about the destination, but sometimes the journey. What video games were your favorite grind? I should uh, clarify by grind. I mean leveling up your character to a point of progression not some form of dating app for anonymous sex um that's a tough one it's an interesting one um i've got a couple in a couple that spring to mind for me and i know mikey you're probably going to say to me go to hell bruv but you're gonna say marvel of it you're gonna say avengers aren't you no 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 (laughs) that's what i've got to be honest the grind ain't fun you know sometimes you play a game you, go, you know what i'm digging this i put put a podcast on i just grind away and i'm just playing away leveling up leveling up leveling up there's a few that spring to mind for me one i'm gonna say and i know it's not one of your games but assassin's creed odyssey that skill tree is huge and there is lots of different things to do it's the biggest open world map i've ever played and i have completed it it's one of the very few platinums i actually done with all the dlcs it's absolutely beautiful but the abilities you get and you can feel yourself leveling up you feel like you know you've got the big kahanas but there are still enemies out there that can take you down and the grind is so so enjoyable and i have to say i was a sucker for at one point i can't determine at what point it was but during destiny 2's life cycle there was a period in time when i loved that i was like hot damn that's a good grind i can go out there and play that loop again and again and again mikey you're nodding i feel when you're back on the the destiny 2 front I do. I'm never going to say a bad word about Destiny Two. Like I know I don't really like where it's gone now, and I'm probably never going to play it again. But my God, for a year oh, of right. my life, I absolutely love that game. I you rock up on Titan, you do that uh, event, you'd be really happy. Go to the I, moon. I was like go, to grind on the moon. <laughs> moon is great. I I absolutely love Destiny, and that was literally what I was going to say. If I'm honest with you, um, Destiny Two was phenomenal to grind on. Again, perfect. The Spotify integration with PlayStation is one of those joyous things. And um, 
going doing into a podcast is one thing. Um, however, I have two guilty pleasures in my life, and I'll uh, let let you know over them now. The other one is uh, one of the other ones is Diablo three. That's like S spec grinding. That's the one basically. That is the most enjoyable grind there has ever been. Period. Right. Nothing gets better than that. I will say. Now, <clears throat> I'm not really an MMO player, so like. Imagine other people might say, I love the ground on World of Warcraft or stuff like that. Final Final Fantasy 14. Perfect. Great. Great. You know, I've played both. They're both cool. I ain't really down with that. To be honest with you, it's not really my cup of tea. The reason why they're they're not my cup of tea is because you need really other people and it's a really huge time sink. My favorite grind I've ever done other than Diablo is going onto Spotify on my PlayStation, putting on Mastodon, going down to the chalice dungeons on bloodborne where you don't know what's coming at you bruv and hacking away at some monsters that is that's genuine good time. joy absolute joy uh, I, I concur with that uh, oh god there are so many games all of a sudden when you started talking about that about just enjoying the the grind of getting there random grind but really enjoyable for me, it's not necessarily the grind, but it's the reward to encourage the grind. So Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. You start out as basically a dude with one arm and some cool guns. You can literally grind yourself to a point where when you're tagging on your little balloon to people, they get sucked into a parallel dimension. And all of a sudden, like, I want that. I want to unlock that. I want to unlock my little robot guy so he has heat-sinking missiles. I want to unlock the ability for a helicopter that's got complete armor to the teeth. And I generally feel like a one man army charging in. And literally there is not that many variety of missions in Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. In fact, once you pull behind the curtains, there's only about 10 areas and they just do multiple scenarios of in those areas again and again. There's not even different terrains. There isn't even story to it. They just got the helicopter voice guy going, we're going to look for another sheep. And like, that's it. But hot damn. Yeah, I I, I, that stuff. I always wanted to unlock that stuff, but I never got there with Metal Gear Solid. And it's funny because one of our friends at Woods, who <clears throat> is uh, on the show, the other the other podcast that I do, right? Um, he said to me the other day that he installed Metal Gear Solid Five to play it because he's never played it before. Oh, and man. he said I keep, that I keep he keeps selling that. It's amazing. What was his thoughts? He couldn't get through the intro because. It was just a dude in a hospital bed limping around and then he got shot and died. <laughs> and I it reminded me, like, the last time I tried to play Metal Gear Solid, I was like, do I want to continue my save game? Don't really know what I was doing. I can't remember anything. Let's start again. It's been a couple of years since I played it. Let's just start again. And honest to God, that opening cutscene, that 40 minute opening cutscene killed me, man. It absolutely killed such me. It's, a, lit- it's literally, thing to do, isn't it's it? literally 40 minutes long, man. Like, of what crawling. on earth? I know. Of crawling around. The big, the big thing for me when it comes to these kind of games where you can just grind along is ones with no cutscenes. No, no, like, no I, don't mind the odd, I don't mind the odd text box come up. That you the can other skip. game. <laughs> Yeah, that you can skip as much as you can. The other game that I really enjoy grinding to, uh, grinding is a bit of a weird word for it, Stardew Valley. <laughs> That's right. I've said it. Now, have you ever played Stardew Valley before? No, but I know the success story of it. Is this the, the guy who tried to make his own version of another very popular game and took five years and it was Stardew Valley? Or am I thinking of something else? Not a clue. I don't know the history of how he made it, but it's one dude... And he's just released an update for this game, which in by all rights, he should have charged 20 quid for because it's yeah. 
free and it's a ridiculous add-on. So this this guy nearly lost his entire livelihood. He was living at his parents. He quit his job. He was just focused on this game. He wouldn't let anyone else in to make this game. And he just followed through and released it and it became one of the most successful games per capita of investment in terms of man hours to it ever. Yeah. Um, I've, I've read about the story of it. I've just never played it. When I when it came out on Switch, uh, it was one of those games, you know, much like when Hades came out, it was like, everyone's talking about it. It's rated really well. It's I'm a just hot gonna, new game. I'm just going to get it. Like, it's not very expensive. I'll just get it. Fine. Um, I downloaded it after work. It must be about half seven, something like that. I went to bed that day at three in the morning because I blinked and it was three in the morning. Honestly, this game is Time crack. It's just complete crack because there's the, 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 the loop of going to bed waking up, seeing what the weather is like, sawing out all your crops, going to speak to different people, doing your fishing, buying more crops, planting those crops. Oh, I've got no stamina left to chop down any trees. Best go to bed again. Let's see what the next day comes. What did I earn? What did I get? What's happening next in the story? Whose birthday is it? What's going on? It is, honestly, it's 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 genius. Absolute genius. Hmm. I feel like we have to say it because it's basically the game is just grind. And uh, one of my friends... Mr. Jason Beardstone is a prolific streamer on Minecraft. I feel like Minecraft has to get a mention. Like, there's other people out there who, literally, for them, it is the best thing in the world, and the grind is what makes the grind. Right? You craft the mine, you mine the craft. That's it's literally the. It might as well be called grind. Um. So yeah, I appreciate that. But I never really got into it. Moles, you and me, we're Final Fantasy boys. You gotta love a bit of the old Final Fantasy grind. Yeah. Final Fantasy grind is it's what it is in it? RPG games. You grind, you get better, you beat the next boss. You grind, you get better, you beat the next box. The only one which was a pain in the ass was Final Fantasy, I think it was eight or nine. I think it was eight, where everything levels up as you do. So you'd grind for hours and hours and hours to get better, only for the next boss that you were going to beat to get slightly better as well. So it was more about tactics. Mm. That was a ass ache that game the grinding favorite one to grind on was final fantasy 10 that's the reason tree why the best that, skill tree out of the lot one awesome the reason why i say that is because there's an there's an area where you just run around and there's loads of different enemies i found out that if i just hold my finger on the x button i was powerful enough to beat everything but not powerful enough to kind of progress in the game so really i just need to press hot literally hold the x key x button on the plate but then i also needed to move around to the encounter so i just got an elastic band and put that around the joystick and was running into a wall and got a bit of blue tack and pushed the x button and threw my control pad down and, my thing up, to and do. i left it overnight and i left it overnight and i was like 20 levels high the next morning brilliant that's grinding <laughs> that's true grinding that that's true grinding. One, you didn't earn your grind one. though nah but, I look, but you have to it's work smart okay <laughs> don't work harder. harder work smarter the other the other oh, one i was was um Gran Turismo twenty four hour races? Oh my god! I never oh, yeah, done they one. Are, they are, they are, that is the definition of a grind. That is that was uh, yeah tough. Good thing on the PlayStation One is so you know you used to press the eject and the disc tray used to open up. I used some. I used to pause the game. So you just there you go. I paused it. I'll come back and I'll have dinner and put it down and then the game will start up again. Did not know that. <laughs> wow. Time. It's all, 90s, uh, yeah, 90s games hacks from John Moles. Love it. I love it. I absolutely love oh, it. The, right. the only other grind I'll mention, just as a cursory nice thing to say, are the um, X-Men Legends games. 
that were released back in yonder for the PlayStation. And uh, as a result from them, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, one, two, and yes, three, that was obviously released on the Switch. Those games are a joy to grind in because you can just sit there plugging away at enemies forever and your levels will just go. And it's an absolute mm. joy. So yeah, those games get a special shout out from me. I wouldn't necessarily call it a grind, but it is progression. It is probably Red Dead Redemption 2 because the the, the grind isn't like you keep doing some kind of bar fills up, although I think there is, just they never... they. It's typical Rockstar fashion. They hide the thing and don't tell you how to access it. It's just there. But the going, the act of going to get stuff or buy stuff or hunt stuff or or search for stuff, there's something very calming about doing it in the world of Red Dead 2. And for me, that's, you know, put your music on. For me, it's a podcast or an audio book. And just lose yourself for a bit in the repetitive nature of trying to find that thing you were trying to look for. And there's, there's, there's no better than those sort of games for that. Is there any other ones that spring to mind for you in that sort of realm? Um, Skyrim, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Skyrim was good for that. Skyrim's a re- Skyrim's good for that. And the fallout three as well. That was really good for that. Cause again, it's one of those games where you can just wander around and find your own adventure. Perfect. That kind of thing where it's like, and to be honest with you, like, I'm amazed. I haven't said it before. Breath of the wild. There's no leveling. There's no, you know, there, there isn't any kind of stats in that in that sense. But just running around, doing your stuff, getting your ingredients to upgrade your armor and stuff. Just like that, for know, the dry, the giant fairy to sexually assault you to level up your stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And for, and that is one game I will say that I ain't listening to a podcast. I'm not listening to music. I am experience the sounds, the sounds and the splendor of the world that I'm in when I'm playing that game. Well, what a way to end this pod on. Hope you've enjoyed the sounds of this splendour. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, click on that like, follow, subscribe button. But more importantly, give us feedback. I've been, uh, according to analytics, because science, boys, data science, we've been charting in various countries. So we really do appreciate that. And thank you so much. But feel free to give us a little review in that app just by clicking the review button. Write what you want, good or bad. We'll make sure it appears. And we'll listen and hopefully adapt a little bit if need be. But more importantly, I want to thank my boys, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, aka Michaelness. How can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Magnificent Duke or on another podcast called A Pod of Two Halves. I promise next time we record, I won't be quite too angry. Uh, so apologies like for that. Spicy, today. <laughs> spicy Mike. And I like I like the spiciness. And uh, from from one hot spice to another, Molsey. Uh, thank you very much, sir. In the engine room, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, until next time. Until next time. Speak soon. <laughs>